Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business Alright, welcome to episode 15 of Podcats Our second to last episode 15 or 16? 17 18 oh, I think a little bit there. <laughs> Yeah, that's alright I mean, it's we're in the teens, we're yeah. in the upper teens Yep I'm joined here, as you can hear, Mr. Franz, uh, Ashlyn Hicks, Sydney Senate, and Ian Jerk. Thought he forgot. And we're going to call this. I did. I almost did. That was scary. And we're going to call this our senior special. So first of all, we got a month left. Ian was just saying beforehand about how he wants time to slow down. He never wants to leave this place. Yeah, and, I think uh, you took the words from some other Ian's <laughs> mouth. Because <laughs> I am tired of this of 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 just being super busy. That's that's the one thing. High school isn't. Yeah horrible but just all the busyness that's going on is, yeah. is a little much so tell us how we're feeling one month left right now how are we feeling i feel good i'm excited like i think i'll miss some of it but for the most part i'm excited to just like start branching out more and mm-hmm. not see the same like 30 people <laughs> i see every day in the hallways and in class just like you'll miss like uh doing a balance sheets and I definitely income will. statements and accounting definitely yeah i get it it really makes me happy to do yep. that yeah i think it's a big thing is what we don't really understand is we go through school for like i don't know eight years to like junior high and high school and you don't realize that you see the same people over and over again yeah. for like eight years and i'm ready to i'm definitely ready to see and meet new people that's a big one for sure yeah and i think no matter where you go even if you go to heartland you're gonna be able to meet new friends and yeah. that's definitely something that i enjoyed about mm-hmm. college yeah so let's start here let's let's have let's kind of go down the line and let's have each of you tell us what your plan is for next year uh if you have a you know if you're going to college and you have a major what your major is going to be what your future career is etc so ian we'll start with you as of right now what is your plan for next year yeah so i'm going to be starting at um heartland community college um i already have a year done because of dual credits at west which is super nice so i'll be starting as a sophomore there um and then from there i plan on going to isu or doing online classes somewhere so i can uh, major in in social studies or history um and then from there hopefully either run a museum uh be a professor but full-time i'd like to be a historian so that's kind of my my next 10 years or what what that kind of looks like for me okay Cool. Sydney? Yeah, so I'm going to be going to Moorhead State University. It's like Eastern Kentucky, and I'll be playing volleyball there, but I'm going to major in exercise science, and then my plan as of right now is after that, then I'll either stay there or go somewhere else, but like to get um, for sports psychology, so then I'll like keep going there, but I'm not exactly sure if that's what I want to be. So getting a master's? Somewhere, but maybe not at that school. Maybe I'll go somewhere else, but something like that. If you have one more year of eligibility, then you could be right. I'd say I know a lot of people do that mm-hmm. in their last year of eligibility. They go and get their master's and get it yeah. paid for, which yeah. is really nice, uh, or at least part of it, depending. So, yep. And then I'm going to the University of Missouri. Go Tigers! Rawr. <laughs> um, I'm majoring in international business with an emphasis on management. So I will will, kill it. I will be traveling the world, managing everyone. That's the (laughs) plan. That's awesome. (laughs) Now, what's interesting is I think if we come back five years from now, it would be, again, interesting to see how many of you three are actually going to be in those fields that you just said you were. Because 
I would say a majority of people, once they get into college, they find a different avenue. Mr. Franz and I can definitely speak on that as we were both in the business field. Yes. And then now here we are as te business teachers. Yeah, for some odd reason. At <laughs> Normal West. Yeah. Um, well, Sydney's had a chance to be in the internship program, so she has a little feel for some of what she wants to do, even though mm -hmm. what you're doing an internship in is a little different, sports management more, but yeah. hopefully that will mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe in five years you'll drive through your local Taco Bell and see me. Big <laughs> <laughs> cheese tacos. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. They pay pretty well there. Yeah, like, actually, in yeah. some places I think we went downstate and it was like twenty three dollars an yeah. hour. Yeah, yeah. they'll, pay, they'll paid, pay for so. tuitions. Yeah, I do uh, think it's hard uh, to know exactly what you want to do. They, yeah. Especially like for you, like you know, a historian or working at a museum or something like that. You don't have you ever worked in a museum before? Uh, no, but I'm I'm looking to take. Well, so an opportunity that I have this summer is um, uh, for a grant on the social studies department, they're able to send two or three people to uh, an archeology span camp. Okay. Um, so this summer I'm gonna be really looking to kind of build my knowledge in history, whether it's archeology, span and then I'm gonna be trying to um, work in the archive department for the historical society. Um, I think it's uptown, and yeah. so to see kind of whether I really like those opportunities yep. or whether it's something that should I'm have been an intern. Them. We had an intern that actually worked in the archive department in ISU and loved it. Really, that's cool. Absolutely loved yeah. it. So, okay, so um, let's kind of piggyback on that. If we're reflecting back on your time at West, um, especially seniors, I think seniors here at West have probably had one of the more unique yep. times as COVID, COVID was started your first year. Was your first yeah. year. Um, so when you look back on West, I don't know, let's say 5, 10, 15 years from now, do you think you have a certain memory specifically that sticks out? And we'll start with you again, Ian. Is Do you have something that sticks out, You can a story or just something about normal West or high school in general that you'll always remember? Yeah, probably uh, probably my whole era with uh, Leah Marlene. Um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a point last year where kind of all the teachers are mainly the ones that I I kind of connected with most kind of dropped everything and uh, started kind of pioneering for Leah Marlene to come to West and um, and to get everybody to vote for and I kind of took along that train because first off I was bored at that time but then because I needed something to do honestly right there was a point where I had uh, there were cardboard cutouts of Leah Marlene all over the school and I took a bunch of them and uh, took them around the school and. Um, paraded them around, and uh, I a lot of the administrators didn't like that, but uh, it was it was a little bit of fun, and, <laughs> and uh, in the end, it was just something that I get to laugh about. And I can say that Leah Marlene walked into my international relations class and asked for a picture with me specifically. That is so. true. I was there. Yeah. So it was all, awesome. the, all that hard work paid off. Yep. And, then, and do you uh, have a copy of that picture? I do have a copy of that okay. picture. Yeah. And I mean that could that's something that you could bring to interviews with mm -hmm. you and. Definitely could get jobs yeah, just right. solely based on that picture yes. alone. So, Lee and Marlene, if you're listening to this podcast, I didn't forget you. I promise. <laughs> okay. Sydney, it's going to be tough to follow that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure me and Ashley can both relate to this, but going to state for volleyball was probably one of the biggest highlights from, I think, for sure, like my career here at West. Uh, it was, what, 20 years before that? 20 or 21 I think since we it went was to a state long time. yeah mm -hmm. and going off of one regular season and then sophomore year not really having a season and then junior year still being weird but still being able to go to state and like competing at that high of a level was really cool yeah. absolutely yeah. it was awesome yeah that it's... was that was fun for us 
to follow you. Oh, absolutely. And you ended up there. getting third. It was a lot third. of fun. Third, yeah. That yeah. Year. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like the farthest in school history that we've yeah. ever gone. So it was really cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, that sport is difficult because there's a lot of those private schools yeah. out there that have been good for right. 50 years. Shout out Bennett Academy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, pretty easy when you can recruit from yeah. 100,000 kids. Mm. That'd be nice, right? Yeah. I shouldn't say pretty easy. It's easier yeah. uh, to be good year in and year out. Yeah. Ashlyn? I agree with Sydney. I was going to say something about state and volleyball. I just feel like even like the whole four years was kind of crazy. Like we've just always been like connected, I feel like, as a team and like good. And then being able to like go to state was like really rewarding for like everything that had happened. But then something I'm going to say that wasn't like a favorite memory, but I think it was really like just interesting to think about was the day COVID like started, there was that fire in the wood shop and everyone was like, this must be a drill. So we all go outside, there's smoke. Everyone's like, wait, so the school's on fire now. And that's the same exact day everything started shutting down because I went to practice after that and they were like, no more school, no more practice. And I was like, this is real. So I feel like that fire was just like a premise for like what was about to go down. Like we all were standing outside for like an hour, hour and a half, just like, what in the world? Like the wood shop's on fire. Like the school's going to burn down. My phone's inside. What am I going to do? Go and get it? Like it was just, that was like one of my like core memories that. Yeah. I really remember. It was. That's crazy. It was. I was an orchestra still. (laughs) And I remember, too, them saying, well, we'll be back, because that was, what, March 15th-ish when we We got let out. We never came back. We'll we'll be back in April. It'll be about a two-week break. And then we were so excited. They just kept pushing it. Yeah. They just kept pushing it back. Long spring break. Yes, we love that spring break. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, so um, to follow up with that then, so as far as, like, classes go, do you have a class again that when you look back on, or, or multiple classes if you had more than one, um, that you think again will be mo- most impactful to you? I know one of the things you probably say a lot, like when you're sitting in a class, is like, okay, well, am I ever going to remember yeah. this? What like, am I ever going to use? What, this? How am I going to use this? So, do you have a class or classes that you think will again either help you most moving forward, or that you always remember down the road? Yeah, for me it was. A couple of history classes, um, especially Western Civ with, uh, well, it was first Mrs. Weist, and then uh, she kind of took a little break, and then it was with Dr. Beerbaum, and those two teachers have definitely had the biggest impact on me when it comes to my, I guess, future in history. I mean, they have both really been a super big help in, in helping out, like for me, pushing on for a career um, and getting really interested in history. Dr. Beerbaum and Mr. Mrs. Weist, sorry, um, really, really kind of helped me find my love for history and, and just enjoy some parts of school because other than history and a few other subjects I really couldn't find much enjoyment in it but they're kind of what pushed me to want to do more um, and and do that as a, as a major and hopefully a career so I really I will never be able to appreciate them enough for for the work that they've put in put into my uh, career here at West so they definitely I will those. say this as a teacher just hearing those words is enough mm-hmm. so I'll make sure they listen to the podcast and <laughs> hear you. that because <laughs> it's, very much. that's a message that pretty much any teacher is going it, to, it's going to be, I mean, uh, sure, I'd, if you said that or like $100,000, I'd take the cash. But yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, there's, from a lot of the, from a lot of the teachers that you have that you don't love, because you'll have those, and it's different for every student, I think, like mm-hmm. you'll, some, one student will love a teacher, another won't like him, but 
I mean, for a lot of for a lot of teachers here, it's definitely like that. And the business department one, and and the history social department is another one that you'll see a lot of great a lot of great teachers come out of. So, I think there are a lot of students that really appreciate a lot of the work that a lot of the work that they do. I mean, because I mean, everybody knows teachers don't get paid a ton of money, um, and the fact that they're willing to do all that and deal with all the kind of bull crap that you have to in high school is is pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> but yeah, so probably Western Civ. Good. Um, I mean, over the years, there's been so many teachers that have helped me get through a lot. Um, schools, I mean, obviously, it's not a place you want to go to, and teachers definitely make it sometimes the place that you enjoy and look forward to. Um, I was fortunate enough to have my uncle as a teacher here at West, so he's been someone that has really like helped me guide my way through um, like high school. I never had him as a teacher, but he's been someone that I could always go to to rant or just go to that if I needed help with anything, any class. He's just been there to help me throughout the entire year, so I'm very fortunate of that. But my favorite class, I would say, is probably internship from this year. Um, it's not technically a class here at Normal West, but it is something that you're able to do outside. And it's just been a really like eye-opening experience because you do a lot of like things that teachers say like in school that you need to like prepare for or learn about but internships kind of a way that you can do it like in the real world mm -hmm. and see an actual job besides obviously teaching that happens here at normal west so it was something that especially for my major in exercise science seeing the management side of sports is something that was really eye-opening and something that i don't think i'll forget and definitely move forward with in my life i think it's great for seniors too because you have had what 13 years now to start a kindergarten of being in class eight hours a day and that gives you an opportunity to not be in class eight hours a day your senior year which is it's kind of a uh, it goes a transition into the college years so um i kind of agree with what everyone said like there's a lot of awesome teachers here at west obviously teachers that are kind of iffy but everyone's trying so that's really all that matters even if it's not really your groove they're trying their best and they're going to cater to people that they cater to but one of my favorite classes was ms bio so molecular and structural biology mm -hmm. so even though i'm not going into like any sort of medical field i think it was just really interesting to walk into class and be like analyzing poop because i never thought i would do I that at, class, like man. at like 140 in the afternoon i didn't think i'd be looking at poop samples ever especially in the middle of school and Raising fruit flies was weird, but it was fun. Like that class is just kind of all over the place, like dissections and just, it's really, even if you aren't going into biology, it's just like really interesting to like learn how things like work and like figure things out and like work it out Your mind needs to learn yourself. how to think that way yeah. and get those experiences. Cause you really don't think about a lot of stuff when it comes to like yourself even. Like you think you know yourself, but then you start like actually looking and you're like whoa like this you is pretty cool at poop and it all yeah and it all clear. clicks like the, the, that poop really just helped my whole life <laughs> and then uh one more class that i have well shout out to miss long before i move hey, on miss long i love you so much you're the best teacher ever you're really you really care about everyone i think and you're just a really good teacher and always there for questions or just even for life so shout out to you but philosophy with mr rumps that class is weird. Like, if you're looking for something weird to happen every day, that class is it. Like, that class, I thought it was going to be more, like, just, like, calm and collective. But, no, like, something is always happening. You're always looking to get scared by rumps, so you're always on high alert. But that class, it, like, makes your mind think and bend in ways that you wouldn't have if you took, like, a regular English class. Like, 
thinking about like mortality and like your life and like your brain and like your soul and your spirit and like just everything like in the world it gets deep 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 and weird Mm -hmm. it's weird but i really like that class it's really interesting well let's uh i have just one it's not really even a question uh but maybe we could wrap up with this because it would make sense um there's tons of freshmen sophomores and juniors that are listening to this podcast right now you have one piece of advice to give them to prepare for their senior year or things that they should do or be involved in or whatever their senior year some advice for especially our juniors ian man if i could give any piece of advice it would be to don't stress so much about your homework and make memories because <laughs> like like for me so so as a teacher i love that right don't worry yeah. about your work yeah just just make memories well, not even like that. <laughs> don't pay attention yeah. anything just, just be on your phone so you can make sure to snap a gram everywhere just steal right. snap a marlene cut up i'm sorry i didn't mean to, I didn't be mean a to delinquent. okay be a delinquent no i think a big thing is a lot of things that i've heard from either my sister or my siblings is that they took school extremely seriously which you should um but they took it too serious to the point where it was everything that kind of consumed their life and a big thing that I'm really, really trying to do is learn a good school life balance. Um, you and, talked about that earlier yeah, on in the yeah. year. And yeah. unfortunately, um, I had much more of a life balance in the beginning where I didn't do much school work at all. And I really put myself in a poor position freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then junior and senior year, I really try to pick it up and, and be really studious and, and stay on top of my work. But also just make sure that I'm making a lot of good memories. Because when I think back on high school, I mean, I'll definitely think of how important it was for me to get into college and all that but i'm definitely going to remember the memories that i made uh, even more with that as well so good Sid? my piece of advice for anyone especially like incoming freshmen is i would say not to burn bridges with anyone i think a lot of people sometimes think oh this is an administrator administrator they don't matter this teacher i won't ever have but i think everyone is connected some way in the school and you need to be able to communicate and know that let those teachers like know more about your life and not just blow people off because those people will help you in the future for sure i think that's a general good life lesson i, mm-hmm. I, I actually have a story behind that i had a, a good friend of mine who works at state farm and he interviewed a student uh, for an internship and he reached out to me he said hey did you ever have this kid in class and i said that kid was an absolute pain in my neck the entire mm-hmm. time i had him in class mm-hmm. and he didn't get the internship oh. <laughs> so, so yeah and that's true though teachers I mean, i tend to be honest about those types yeah. of things especially yeah. when it comes to your reputation as a teacher and mm-hmm. you pass that person on and yeah yeah they're yeah. Yeah, they so that's good right. right there i like yeah. that piece of advice yeah. That was good. Um, my advice for really anyone is just to take those opportunities <laughs> in life and just in the school, there's so many things you can do. And I definitely regret not doing certain things that I wish I would have like joined a club or like done certain things or gone to that football game. So just take the opportunities while you're here. We used to give you such a hard time about not going to any of those yeah. games. But I just feel like you need to take in high school because it's only four years of your whole life. And this is like a really short time when you look in like the full scale of things. So if you don't get something done now in high school, you're not going to be able to come back and do it later. And then also, I think one more thing is just be nice. Like Seriously. it doesn't take a lot to be nice and like smile at someone new or wave at someone new or sit next to someone new. Just like 
this school is so new, especially if you're a freshman. Like, there's so many opportunities to just be, like, a nice, genuine person to everyone that you see and, like, leave a good, like, lasting impact mm-hmm. on everyone. I mean, those were three Solid. incredible pieces of advice. Which is not so, a surprise. No. Um, so, from my standpoint, and I think I probably echo your sentiments, too, we, we have been very blessed to have you three on as oh, stop on it. friends. <laughs> no, I mean, we, had, we had no idea what we were doing and what we were going to get. Um, I knew Ashlyn from class. I, mean, I, I knew who you Sydney. were. Yeah. I had no idea what you, who you were. So... Uh, it has been, you know, it, we don't have thousands of uh, listeners, and so maybe we haven't gotten to the peak where we want to get to, but in terms of the quality of your work and how professional you guys have been and really enjoyable yeah. to work with and to just talk about topics, yeah. it's uh, definitely exceeded my expectations that I would have. I mean, it's the number one podcast. At West. Yeah, at West yeah. Is the, so, yeah. that is yeah. true. Yeah. I yeah. think we're still number one, right? I think, I think so. Okay. Yeah. We uh, appreciate you, it, though, because, I mean, I mean, I've put it on my resume, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you college apps. Yeah. Podcasts. Podcasts. There you go. And, I mean, not only that, it's just a good, good like um, Ashton was saying, you branch out, you know, do something yeah. that you wouldn't normally do. I mean. If for, I never would have joined this, I never would have been with, like, this group of people. And I think that's, like, something I would have been missing. Like, I wouldn't have known, but now I do know. And it's, like, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, again, yeah, to piggyback on what he said, uh, we appreciate you doing this. I mean, I know it wasn't like a – and I told you it wouldn't be a huge burden, um, but still take a – you know, took a lunch out every few weeks. for, And so we appreciate you coming on and doing this. And as silly as we got and as serious we got, I I think it – for the people that listened, um, we've gotten nothing but compliments especially. So um, A lot of good memories. Yep. Especially our drafts. Absolutely. (laughs) The Halloween candy draft is still in my mind. Yeah. So uh, best of luck to you all in the future. And obviously, you know, you can reach out to any of us for anything you need moving forward. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Peace out, Normal West Wildcats. Let's go. (laughs) All right. We now welcome on two very special guests. It is our school psychologist, Kim Wilson, and our school counselor, Ms. Lauren Govey. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. So the reason we brought you on is May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Is that correct? And so um, we thought you'd be two fitting guests to have on. So let's start here. Uh, can you both kind of tell us what you do on a day-to-day basis and how you impact West? Sure. Yes. Go ahead, Kim. So uh, like I said, I'm a school psychologist. Most of my job deals with students uh, who have special education services, IEPs. Um, Also, I play a large role in identifying those students. So if Mm -hmm. students are not yet um, identified with a disability, um, we'll do evaluations. I also work a lot with our MTSS process, um, by which we give students interventions who need extra support whether it's with academic skills, social emotional, counseling, behavioral concerns. Mm-hmm. So gen so, ed and not yes, gen ed. Yes. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, but uh, every day is different for sure. There are a lot of meetings 
um, with the special education process, um, but one of the big things that I like about my job is no two days are ever the same, and it's um, it's not boring. I bet. Sure. How long <laughs> have you been at West? I have been at West for six years. And all in the same capacity? Yes. Correct. Yep. So for me, it kind of depends on the day. So right now we're in the midst of master schedule for kiddos for next year. Mm -hmm. So going through conflicts and that kind of thing. But I feel like in the last couple weeks, there's been definitely an uptick with mental health needs. Mm -hmm. So tons of kiddos coming in my office in tears, just worried about what's going to happen next. Um, but then we also have other stuff. So we've got kiddos that are getting ready to go to college. And what does that look like? And putting our deposits in for college and talking about the FAFSA and scholarships. So I agree with Kim. I feel like with my job, there's definitely no two days that feel the same. You know, it mm -hmm. can be anything from got to help this kid because they just lost their house and we need to get mm -hmm. them gas cards to be able to get to school and other kids who are getting full ride scholarships to, yeah. you know, great universities. It sounds like you're changing gears a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, constantly um, switching. Which I'll have to admit, I mean, our changing gears is like I would go from accounting to advanced accounting, which is not quite as large of a change of gears as you guys have to deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So so here's a question that I have, and um, I've listened to a few podcasts with people talk about this a little bit, especially with, you know, since I started teaching, that's really when the phone thing started to come into play with mm -hmm. students and they started to have their own phones and then they were smartphones and then they were social media on those. Mm -hmm. So personally, as a teacher, I have definitely noticed an uptick in just mental health issues with the kids that I teach. For sure. Do you think that that's more of a result of the things that I just talked about? Or do you think it's just kids are more willing to reach out when they need help? And it's not as a taboo, for lack of a better term. I feel like it's a crazy mixture of mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Plus, we have what I call COVID fallout. Mm -hmm. So we've got two years of lack of social skills that we're trying to play catch up mm -hmm. on for kiddos. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're dealing with the kids that were in junior high where I feel like a lot of social emotional skills were being taught or supposed to be taught. And now we're trying to play catch up in that mm -hmm. capacity. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yes, I do think the phones make a, a huge difference mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I agree that it's a combination of both, and I think it's more than just, like, kids not having access to school and, like, explicitly having social skills taught, mm -hmm. but just socialization and getting out and doing what kids are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So we get out of our routines, and we were – so we were already in this age of – technology and smartphones and always on a screen and then have to go to a remote school where you so as a parent it was very difficult because mm -hmm. you're it's a constant battle to try to manage that screen time but then you have to use it for school and you have to try to supervise your kids schooling while you're also working and um, yeah I think it led to a lot of kids having much more reliance on devices I would say addiction mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. and then really having a hard time existing in the real yeah. world yeah 
that isn't Absolutely. involved with screen. So it's, it's Absolutely. a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember, and this was a while ago, so really almost at the advent of cell phones, and I was talking to one of my students. She was a student helper of mine, and I said, how was your weekend? She said, it was okay. It was a little disappointing. Well, what would you do? Well, I went to the lake with some of my friends, but there was no internet, so no, no cell phone service. Oh. And I was like, what are you talking about? You went to a lake with your friends. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't even be on, and th th again, this was like 20 years ago when we just started kind of using our cell phones. And now, 20 years later, in hindsight, I'm like, man, that, that was just a telling tale. Mm -hmm. And how ad addicting, and I do it too. My phone is sitting right next to me. It doesn't need to be next to me. Mm -hmm. yep. um, yeah, exactly. And that we, and I think you see this in the workplace, is you have a lot of students, a lot of teenagers who really struggle with conflict face-to-face -face mm -hmm. because they don't know how to deal with that. If their manager tells them they're doing something wrong, they don't, they're not used to that conflict mm -hmm. outside of this little box here. Mm -hmm. Where I can think about um, what I'm gonna say before I say it. Right, and, especially yeah. when we were home. Yep. From, sure. from COVID. So. And say it without any real consequences, right. probably, right? So you just... True. And right. Think Hiding behind mm -hmm. that phone or that social media account or mm -hmm. yep. just, yeah. Yep. And not being able to deal with being bored or yeah. being yeah, anxious sure. or being like any time you have any feelings of being uncomfortable, you can pull out your phone and scroll yeah. through yeah. and whatever. So kids never learn how to self-regulate. Yeah. yeah. So is part of your jobs to try to help them with that and try to come up with some type of coping mechanisms that help them get beyond that? Do you ever find yourself doing that in your meetings with uh, students? I think we talk about it a lot, or at least we try to, and bring it up and say, especially I always like to talk about like the sleep hygiene concept. Mm -hmm. Like, are you getting enough sleep? You know, what does that good sleep look like? Are you sleeping through the night? And a lot of times kids are saying, no, I have my phone next to me. You know, my phone is the last thing I look at before I drop off to sleep. And so just talking to them about how that cell phone can impact them in ways that they're probably not even thinking about, mm -hmm. let alone, you know, looking at it in class when I should be paying attention to teacher. Mm -hmm. but sleep and eating and I mean it's with them all parts of the day and I would say me too you know you said right. you have it on you all the time mine's sitting right next to me as well mm -hmm. you know yeah. can't live without it right yeah. oh good job I think it's hard because it's so pervasive mm -hmm. it is so pervasive yeah. that you we could counsel every single and I mean I yeah. have three of my own kids and I struggle with mm -hmm. dealing yeah. it with so there's no easy answer yeah that's why I wish we could just go to no cell phones in the building or, or let's go back to flip phones you know? Oh my gosh, those are so great. <laughs> yeah, where they don't have any apps on it or anything like right. that. They're just used for yeah. simply calling. Or co yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah I it's unfortunately not the world yeah. that we live in. Um, so to kind of piggyback on that, you know, you, you mentioned the last two weeks you've had an uptick in kids who mm -hmm. are just struggling with mental health issues, anxiety, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I would imagine may especially as a high school student is probably one of the most anxious times for um, sure. i mean i remember it was for me a long time ago because especially like if you're a junior and you're you just took the sat and you're waiting on that score and you got finals coming up and everything just seems to compile at the end of the year and there's mm -hmm. just a lot of pressure what advice do you have for some of those students that are in that situation and from may i mean what what things can they do to minimize 
the anxiousness and whatnot and to put including, themselves in a better place where mentally. to go find help if they need it. Right. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. So I would say for students, you know, first of all, the counseling office is always a safe place to come. And I always tell that to all my kiddos, you know, I'm not going to share what we talk about with somebody unless I'm worried about you hurting yourself, you hurting somebody else or somebody's hurting you. Those are the only times I have to report that. And um, if it's not that, then it's going to stay between you and me. And if I feel like I have to tell somebody about it, I'm going to talk to you throughout the entire process and explain to you what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, that kind of thing. Um, but I always tell kiddos kind of like this time of year is like to take care of yourself, you know, doing those simple things. This, I know some people are like, oh, self-care, we keep talking about it. I'm like, but it is important, and that is how we are going to get through the next couple of weeks that are going to be crazy and full of changes and stuff. So, you know, doing things that make you happy, that make you feel like you, taking care of yourself, doing the simple things like go outside, yeah, yeah. get that vitamin yes. D, eating yes. good food, Move drinking enough body. water, yeah. exercise yeah. is a easy antidepressant there. Get that serotonin. So you're saying Mr. Burgess and I should go play golf tomorrow? Yeah, that is exactly um, what I just said. Yeah, I think exactly. we're gonna tell. Yep, we're gonna yep. tell Mr. Johnson tomorrow. We got. We were told by we to the experts. Said, Please go play golf right now. I would, uh, your sentiment about get outside mm -hmm. uh, and get fresh air and sun yeah, take is a walk. so true. Yeah. And I think that's the advice I would give is step back. And like when you're a teenager, it feels like this mm -hmm. is everything. Yeah. And if I don't get the score, or if I don't get into the college, or if I don't like but it's it's gonna be okay. Like mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay. Just yeah. one step at a time, and yeah. um, if you things don't feel that work, way, things, reach out to help. Right. You know, reach out for somebody that yes. you know is a good listening ear, whether that's a friend or an adult mm -hmm. that you trust here in the building. Doesn't have to be a counselor if you have a good relationship with the teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That way, you know you don't have to take it all on by yourself. Right. And I mean, that's how we learn is through our struggles and. Yeah. Oftentimes what you think you want, it doesn't work out, and then something else, and then you realize this is really what was supposed to happen. And yeah. so it's... Um, yeah. Um, you go back to the, the cell phone thing a little bit. So I have an eight-year-old daughter, and she's already told me that two girls in her class have cell phones. I'm surprised it's not more, honestly. I <laughs> thought you would have said more. But Well, they live in Hudson, so that's probably not yeah. as many, although some of their class sizes are pretty big. Yeah, but it just it, it really freaks me out i've seen mm -hmm. some of the statistics again especially with girls and like the the self-harm and the anxiety and depression sure. just you know all that stuff and just so what advice do you have like to parents um about that i mean put the phones away at night i mean what what kind of things do you recommend to parents don't give it to them <laughs> <laughs> hold out as yeah. long as you can yeah yeah for, okay. for real, like yeah. because they don't miss what they don't know, and just mm -hmm. because I mean, that's a great lesson to teach them. Like, just because your friends have it doesn't mean that you like, and that's I think what was especially hard during COVID is because mm -hmm. they had to have it to have any kind of socialization. Yeah, so I felt like I couldn't not tell my kids they can't yeah. be on. That's because that's all the only way that Gosh. they could connect with their mm -hmm. friends. Yeah, that's hard. So now that she can, like, you're bored, you like, so sometimes that's more work on you. So, cause it like, is. let's call and so-and-so yeah. and have a play date, or let's mm -hmm. do this, or let's do that. Because it's much easier to hand her the phone. Absolutely. And then she'll be out of your hair for the whole night. Mm -hmm. And I've done that many a times. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, if I can go back in time. Yeah, I feel I the same way. I would hold out as yeah. long as you can. 
It's good yep. to know. I think as a non-parent, I think the more clinical side of me would be like, you know, please look at the things that your kiddos are looking at, you know, look at it together and say, you know, why do you think this maybe is not a great thing? Or, you know what, let's look at this video together. What's what's positive about this or mm-hmm. what's negative about it? Just mm-hmm. so that they're thinking about the things the same way you would be thinking about it and so that they're hopefully making better choices if they are on their own and being independent mm-hmm. with it. So the more and, nosy and you can me, be, the better. Correct me if I'm wrong, if they do have a phone, aren't there settings or isn't there an app where you can approve whatever it is that they try to download or something yeah. first? You can or set you... up like anything in like YouTube and stuff. You can mm-hmm. set up yeah. uh, your kid to only have a certain level. Yeah. Um, some of those work well and some of some them, of them not there as are well. There a lot of workarounds and there are a lot of, yeah. yeah so yeah, right. I've tried all of those. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, but again, I would say wait as long as you can because but then you're right once you're there then having them be mindful of like what they're using it for like Mm -hmm. think about like okay why are you wanting to go on the ipad right now yeah like so you want to play a game okay let's play a game for 30 minutes or whatever not just to scroll and then because then you get into it and i do it before bed like i i'm gonna read a book but oh first let me just check Facebook and then this and yep. then it's like two hours later. Yep. <laughs> Doom scrolling. Yes. Yeah. Doom yeah. And it, it's easy to have empathy for them too because yeah. I mean I know if I would have been in high school and had that, I would have been mm-hmm. just as bad. I mean I had I remember we had AIM. You remember oh, yeah. that? Or yeah mm-hmm. or Yahoo Messenger or MSN. Home from school, they <laughs> clack right on top of and, AIM, yep. And it used to be an all-out battle between my brother, sister, and I of who got the computer and how long. And if I had to get off, it was about. I mean, and that was on like a regular desktop computer. Like my mom has imagine, to make a phone call, and right. I have to get on the <laughs> so, internet, so we can't do that. So I have to get kicked off. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, so, when I was your age, yeah, I had the dial phones. Yep. So me too. I am so glad yeah. that I grew up I in yeah. the '70s and the '80s. Mm-hmm. I don't think of that I would have fared very well in the social media age i'm i feel bad to be honest for this generation because that's all they know Mm -hmm. and there is so much to be said about playing sports or playing an instrument and spending like hard quality time and i'm nervous that we're going to have a decrease in quality i already see it sometimes in the classroom This episode didn't, it wasn't supposed to end up being like a phone and social media type thing, but it it does. I mean, there's only so many hours we have in the day Mm -hmm. and. Yeah, it does. I think it does contribute a lot to mental health health though. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Especially like comparing yourself to the other people that you, I mean, social media expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are some, some, oh, sorry, Kim, I mean to catch up. Just real quick. So I am hopeful that maybe the pendulum will start to shift back because I Mm -hmm. think some of this is also every generation thinks that the one, you know, like, (laughs) oh, back when I, you know, so some of it is just like evolution and they're going to figure it out. Like it's, I'm looking at Carter. He's probably like, what the heck? We're going to be okay. You know who's editing this, right? Oh, yeah. It's me. Okay, yeah. But you're spending a lot of time editing that instead of being on your phone doing things that are maybe not the best best use of time. Yeah, so that's a good transition to, like, there are upsides. Yeah. You're so good. It's like we have the same brain. So there are some great apps, though, you can download that are a little bit more, like, good for kids who are, like, on their phone all the time. So there's things like Headspace. 
which is a great app that mm-hmm. can get you into different like meditation things and they can like guided meditation this is how you do it so that way you're not focusing on doom scrolling if mm-hmm. you don't know how to regulate yourself this is a great way to to try that there's another app called calm and just has some simple breathing exercises that it kind of walks you through too so i mean it's I not use all that terrible, before i go to bed right? and I use their um, music as well have you heard of forest no so i'll have to look this up and see if it's right but it is a an app and it's a game but it's to limit your time so you kind of set a goal or like how much time you want to be on it and the longer so if you heard of those like farm games mm-hmm. where you like at a harvest so it's that is designed to make you be on your phone as much as possible oh, yeah. right because mm-hmm. you always got to check check back and yeah, yeah. um because that's every app pretty much is designed to 100% get your eyes on the screen as long as possible mm-hmm. so that you can see all the ads and buy all the stuff and yep. but this one is the longer you put your phone down and it tracks like how many times you pick it up how many oh. times then your forest will grow yeah and you that's cool yeah yeah so it's like a way of mm-hmm. training that's cool to be not as reliant yeah. on screen yeah. time. Because it is funny that. how when you don't have your phone, sometimes it's like you're like, you feel refreshed. Mm-hmm. I'm almost glad yes. sometimes if it Absolutely. doesn't work or something's wrong with it, it's like, oh, this is kind of nice. So yep. that's a that's a cool app. Yeah. So any lasting words, I guess, we'll kind of end on this um, as we head into May, the end of the year. Any lasting advice to those as far as mental health goes? So don't put off your homework to the last minute. Mm-hmm. I feel like teachers will love me for saying that. Cause <laughs> that way you're not procrastinating and putting all that anxiety on yourself at the very end. Mm-hmm. But also for those that do the things and are still worried about it, take care of yourself and right. try to find some balance here at the end and do some things that are just purely for joy mm-hmm. and not necessarily for to result in something. Yep. Give yourself a break. It's mm-hmm. try your best but it's going to be okay. Yep. It's hard not to just, it's hard not to see the big picture. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. easy to just be in the moment and hard not to look down the road. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. It well, was very on. informative and in, uh, enjoyable to, to talk about a, a difficult topic, mm-hmm. uh, but an incredibly important one as well. So mm-hmm. thank, thank you. you. All right. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Yeah.